0: How do you do venters our guest today is the first and only wheelchair performer to perform on a disney stage and her name is jennifer kumiyama so please continue to listen this episode will literally make your heart sing
1: with Trent the Gent, they like agents. On top of pavements, peppermint patty, fragrance. Taking the credits when they spits and spritz. A chip and dip, a dip, and Dale, I pin the tail. Death, throw the panel, ID, throwing my identity. Theft crime in the night. Pick pop keep the lock, stop, drop, roll the dice. Double, double, though, eat the rock, road. Pro Shambo, tic-tac-toe, crossing the road with the nasty flow. With my indie you see me, room, room, play Monopoly with my commodities. Stop the I's and cross the T's. Teeth. Teeth.
0: How do you do, Venters? So, welcome to this edition to Vent with Trent the Gent, and today I am once again in the lovely city of Long Beach, California, and my guest today is the wickedly talented one and only Lennifer Sukiyaki. Uh, I got you. <laughs> I had to do that because I know uh, one of our guest's biggest fan is Adina Mazel, and we'll get into that a little bit later. But no, our guest is Jennifer Kumiyama, and her friends call her Kumi, so I'm hoping that we can call you Kumi today.
1: Yes, absolutely. We're friends now, right? <laughs> Great.
0: I- I- exactly. And so um, we will, in every event with Trent the Gent, we always like to start kind of in the beginning. So when did you begin or or what was the first song that you remember singing as a kid?
1: Oh, goodness. The first song I remember singing when I was a kid was in fifth grade for our Christmas pageant. I was the good ship lollipop and I sang the good ship lollipop. And I thought I was legit honey I, I knew I was good they put a little boat around my wheelchair and put a little lollipop like thing around my head and I was singing my mom was so proud she was crying I thought I'd you know change the world and and you know there was world p dirt she was just it was amazing it was awesome
0: so that is that is amazing it's
1: it's, it's actually awesomely embarrassing actually. no no it's not it's,
0: it's awesomely cool to me because now I'm going to admit something that I probably never admitted Besides, now my family, they know this for sure. Everybody else probably does not. But I have a thing for Shirley Temple. (laughs) I mean, so let's put it this way. When my kids were small, I would watch all the Shirley Temple movies with with them. And I forget which one it was. It was probably my son, the youngest one. But... Someone got really, really jealous because I, that's how much I was jocking Shirley <laughs> Temple. Like, yeah, she, she's it. And so yeah. that's, that's, that's kind of the story in my household. So, you know, today I'm going to ask you to sing a, a, a few times. <laughs> Do you want to sing on the good ship lollipop? Just like, you know, from what you remember. To be
1: honest with you. <laughs> I, would, I was hoping you would ask me to sing anything but that. <laughs> Seeing it is how it. Actually, I, I was not. I, I was super embarrassed in the fifth grade. Really? Yes. I mean, no, I was in kindergarten, so I was actually only five years old. But I was embarrassed because. I don't know. I just thought I, I don't know. Was it? I wasn't into it yet, you know.
0: Yeah.
1: I, I don't. I don't remember. But um, I'm actually gonna pass on that one. Okay. And, and any actually, other song that you wanna I got, sing? On the
0: Good <laughs> Ship I, I just, See, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. No, that's Shirley Temple. That's that's something good to me. So, before we get into Adina Menzel, um you were the first person to do what for for Disney?
1: Um, I was and still am the first person in a wheelchair to perform on any Disney stage in the world. Wow. And there's quite a few Disney stages. Yes. To be honest, yeah.
0: Now, the first and only,
1: mm-hmm.
0: when when do you think there will be another? I mean, is, well, is that?
1: I, I mean, I'm hoping that Disney hiring me wasn't a one-time thing for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was hoping that when I opened that door that other people would come through it and I, and I think there were a couple of people that auditioned for Aladdin um, but you know at the time there was only one spot and it was my spot yeah and, you know I, I was not moving over for anybody <laughs> to take my spot yet so um I don't I don't know I, I would like to see them break more barriers mm-hmm. as far as hiring people with disabilities, um, not just people in wheelchairs, but people with all types of disabilities. Um, and I know that the the resort in California has a focus group with employees from all departments uh, with disabilities, and it's called Cast Able. Um, but I, I uh, do have some friends that still work there who have. Um, uh, uh, who are people with sight disabilities, um, who work in the travel department, um, making reservations, or they work in in retail, or or you know executive admin positions. So there's just so many spots in that whole resort, and I know that there are quite a few people with disabilities. But as far as people with disabilities on stage, I think that is super important because I think it's crucial. That when we turn on a TV or we buy a ticket to a show, that we see somebody that looks like us. Mm -hmm. And what people don't realize is that people with disabilities, uh, there's a lot of us. (laughs) And every year, that number keeps growing and growing and growing. Um, And I think it's very crucial that, you know, children, um, young adults, see themselves in in media.
0: Yes. And we'll address the the growing number Mm -hmm. a little bit later, and obviously, just the the sheer numbers of the baby boomers mm-hmm. as they get older, mm-hmm. right, get the just, so we'll, we'll get into that mm-hmm. a little bit later. But let's stick with um, Aladdin. So mm-hmm. the show was Aladdin. Yes. Um, you performed that at California Adventure. Adventure for right? 13 years. 13 All 13 years, years was My open. goodness.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Could you like just do it in your sleep at, at that point after three, 13 years?
1: Yes. I could do it in my sleep. <laughs> years. Well, we did the show was forty five minutes, and we did it four times a day, and I worked uh, four to six days a week. Um, so I mean, yeah, I could do it in my sleep. But had I took a week off or two weeks off, I would actually have to sit around and think about okay, my lyrics are, and I have to do this, <laughs> and I have to remember the blocking for this. But for the most part, you know, it just became, it was my life. Yeah. You know.
0: So I'm assuming. The storyline of the musical is exactly like the movie. Were, were there any differences? Or? It's, it's a
1: lot. It's similar to the movie. The movie's longer than the stage mm-hmm. show. Um, it's it's condensed. Yeah. Yeah, but... Uh,
0: but no, obviously okay. you watched the movie, and mm-hmm. so you did your research and mm-hmm. all that good stuff. So, we're going to have a little fun, and we're going to do an Aladdin trivia.
1: Oh, no! <laughs> I'm horrible at trivia. Okay, okay. It's,
0: it's pretty easy. Okay. Okay. So, what... Question number one. I think I have three questions. What book does Jeannie refer to to make Aladdin a prince?
1: What book does Jeannie refer to to make Aladdin a prince? Yeah. I hope it was a book on audio tape because I don't like to read, <laughs> but I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea. Allegedly,
0: it was the, the Royal Recipe book. Oh, so a, that makes sense. The Royal sense. Recipe. The Recipe for a there. Prince. Exactly. Okay. Um, so I was hoping that you knew that. <laughs> but you didn't but you still get so so recipes stick uh-huh. with the, what's your favorite recipe what's your favorite thing to to make and do you have a recipe for
1: it oh gosh my grandma used to make see i don't cook i i am your modern day trader joe's girl i'm i'm what you call an <laughs> assembler uh, um if it comes in a bag and it has directions it'll be t- it'll be fantastic nice but if it comes from scratch and it's an old recipe i probably I don't know. I don't know how it's gonna come out. But um, my favorite thing that my grandma used to make me, um, she used to call it pito danfan, and it was ground beef, uh, oyster sauce, peas and carrots, and I think cream of mushrooms, cream of mushroom soup Mm -hmm. over white sticky rice. Oh, that was my jam. That was the jam. Yes. No.
0: so So, but you don't. Make it I try now? to, but I don't know.
1: Maybe my grandma, <laughs> you know, I believe that, like, I believe that with people who love to cook, you could tell. Yes. You know, and, and it's not that I don't love to cook. Maybe I'm just afraid. So, I don't, it doesn't taste like my grandma's. Yeah. I mean, it does the job, but.
0: Yeah. You well, know. you just got to keep doing it, fine-tuning. And not, yeah. what, what, what was it called again? Down t-
1: fun It's Chinese.
0: Oh, my goodness. Yeah. All right. Well, I, I'll get the the correct spelling for that (laughs) because even phonetically I can't figure that out. I'll try to dig
1: up the recipe for you. (laughs)
0: Okay, no, I think my family would would love that. Mm -hmm. Question number two of the trivia, of the Aladdin trivia. Mm -hmm. Um, This one should be easy because I almost, I kind of gave away Mm -hmm. the answer from the first question. So what was Aladdin's first wish? His
1: first, uh, first, I can't (laughs) say. Aladdin's first wish was to get him out of the cave. Was it? <laughs> Horrible.
0: Not according to Horrible. to my research. It was to be a prince.
1: Oh, that's right. Because he was still a prince in the cave, right?
0: Yeah. Something like that. Uh... You tell me. But I You're... think the genie got...
1: <laughs> didn't the genie get him on a technicality?
0: I, I think so. Yes. Yeah. So,
1: I mean, technically his first wish is to get out of the cave, right? Yeah. And then his real first wish was to become a prince. Was
0: it? Yeah, I think so. I think you're right. Like I said, I'm going to roll whatever you okay, say, because I'm considering two. you're the expert uh, <laughs> on this. So speaking of wishes, what is your current wish that you have?
1: My current wish is, and I know this sounds really cheesy, but they're, they're I, I, uh, gosh, I have a lot of wishes to narrow it down to one.
0: Take a couple. I mean, you know, okay. we we'll, we'll only have so much time.
1: <laughs> um, I wish, I wish to actually book a show on Broadway. That is one wish, or one dream of mine that I have not uh, gotten to yet. Um, and I and I feel like it'll happen if I keep working hard. I feel like it'll happen. Um, I just have to keep knocking down those doors and keep going and keep going and somebody will say yes. I hope so. Um, so yeah, so that's my number one wish.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you need an agent for that, or? I, I
1: have an agent. Okay, mm-hmm. I just need the right opportunity for me
0: mm-hmm. to come through. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even remember the person's name. But someone, oh god, it starts with a W. <laughs> This is good um, podcast, huh? uh, <laughs> so that's what it, but she's working on right now simultaneously like ten Broadway shows, and the person just mentioned the person to me earlier today. Mm-hmm. So is there some big producer with the name look? first name W? Mm, I'm not sure. Oh God! Anyway, so
1: but I'm available out there, Broadway producers. If you can, yeah. So I'm gonna
0: <laughs> I'm gonna circle back to that person. Mm-hmm. Mention them okay, and then I'm going to let them know that I know okay. someone that has a okay. dream because this person is working on ten mm-hmm. Broadways. Um anyone in particular that you would have an affinity for to be uh, in? R-
1: right now I I just really miss singing on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. You know, that is oh gosh. It's like it's almost a feeling of breathing. Like it just it makes me happy. It's a good way for me to release feelings, whether they're good or not so good. Um, It just singing for me is almost like praying. Like if I don't do it daily, then something's wrong, you Mm -hmm. know.
0: Good. Well, I said you're gonna get to do it like today. (laughs) If you haven't done it already, you'll you'll be doing it soon. Uh, Question number three of the Aladdin trivia: Your favorite. Who provided the singing voice of Princess, Princess Jasmine? Lea Salonga. They, oh, she's just like, I, I know that one. She's like, well, you think I am?
1: Leia Salonga, yes.
0: So, obviously, we all think of a whole new world. And mm-hmm. before we began taping today, we were talking about the the status of our whole new world that, that we're living in. Mm-hmm. So, what are you looking forward to in this New world in this new space that we're in right now.
1: Um, well, for me, I'm hoping that. Oh, uh, well, this is this is difficult. So y- y- the the climate that we're in, I'm gonna say just just gonna say it. The political climate that we're in is tough. It's tough, depending on who you are, you know, and depending on how your your beliefs. For, for for a person like me, it, it's it's pretty tough. Um, I really like that a lot of women, especially women of color, has stepped up to the plate and been elected into seats and broken all sorts of records. Um, I'm really hopeful for 2020 that we get some good candidates in there um, to, uh, from those candidates, we could pick, pick you know, the leader that, that we have needed, you know, um, for the past uh, four years. Um, we need a new leader who is going to bring our country back together. Um, I feel like there's a lot of divisiveness, um, so much, so much racism. And I'm not, I'm not a fool. Racism has never gone anywhere. Mm-hmm. But just the simple fact that people are okay with being racist and okay disrespecting other people blatantly simply because of what they believe in, or their gender, or their color of their skin. Or, or who they love, it, it's just, it's heartbreaking, you know? And I feel bad for parents, and I feel bad for young people. Mm-hmm. Like, as a parent, I, I mean, I don't have kids, but how, for my nieces and nephews, it's like, I, I'm, how do you, how do they wake up every morning and send their kids to school when there's other people out there who who simply d- don't like other people because of the color of their skin,
0: Yeah,
1: you know? Um, it's hard right now times are beyond tough.
0: Times are beyond tough. You know,
1: and I mean, actually when you ask me what one of my wishes are, I wish there was more love. We need more love right now. You know, and I know that sounds super cheesy, but I mean, (laughs) just bring it back to loving the neighbor, you know, like, you know, sometimes all we need is like, like a hug or a smile or someone to say that's gonna be okay. We don't need all this hate and all this, you know, horrible talk, so.
0: Do you know the song, What the World Needs Now, is Love, Sweet Love? <laughs>
1: uh, I remember hearing it, but I think he, it might be a little bit before my time. Ah,
0: yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I'll pick one that you'd like to sing. You see, sooner or later. You know, I, was, I was born in 80. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, you yeah. know, some, some songs people just know, and so I, yep. I, I got to throw it out there, yep. and you said that. I'm glad uh, I got
1: one of the trivia questions, right? Yeah. well, I You know, see. I actually met her. She came to see our show. Really? La Salonga, yes. Okay. Any yeah. photos
0: with her? Um, I don't think
1: so. Um, I remember she came backstage. And, I, you know, the, the cool thing about Aladdin is that we worked with a lot of people who've been on Broadway, who've been on in off-Broadway off shows, and who did, you know, national tours. And I was uh, uh, fortunate enough to, to work with a lot of people who did... Um, uh, Miss Saigon on Broadway, mm. and we did tours as well. Mm. So um, she was friends with some of them. I remember going into the green room and seeing Leia Salonga and me like, oh my goodness, every Asian American girl's dream is to meet and be like Leia Salonga, you know?
0: Yeah. So yeah. That's awesome. All right, so before we move on, and since, if, if, I guess if you don't sing it, I'll have to sing
1: Come it. Come on, sing for me, which, Trent.
0: Which makes probably all the listeners cringe. <laughs> no, they love so, it. They told me. Dionne Warwick. What <clears throat> the world needs now is love, sweet love. That's so That's what we up. need. That's what we need. That's what we need. So we're going to put that out in mm-hmm. the atmosphere. And if Trent mm-hmm. the Gent sings it, then hopefully <laughs> it, it will happen. Uh, so you probably, because it was part two of that question, and it kind of, you kind of answered it, mm-hmm. but let me just ask it and you can say, "Well, I kind of mm-hmm. answered it in that question." So, what do you in this whole new new world, what do you miss from the past besides there being lots of love and anything that you miss from the past?
1: You know, in a way, it's kind of weird because right now people are showing who they really are and, you know, in the past Clearly, some people have hidden that, because you're getting, you know, things from, you know, verbal threats from people you didn't expect, to, or people. My own parents are just like, I voted for so and so. I'm not going to say the name. I voted for so and so because, you know, I believe this. And I'm like, oh my gosh, we're related. Like I didn't know that. So I guess, like in a way, I don't really wish that. Any, I don't really wish for anything from the past, except, I will say, I do miss Obama a lot. He was such a symbol of like hope. He was a great leader. Not very many people, you know, um, I don't know, I just, I just miss him. I, I my, um, my mom is half Chinese and half black and my grandpa passed away um, maybe like a handful of years before Obama was elected and that for me was super special because um, my grandpa's mom, my great grandma mm-hmm. was a slave. Yeah. So you know, my grandpa never thought he. My grandpa never saw a black president. Yeah. So for me to be able to see a black president, it reminded me of my grandpa, and the past. But um, I think I'm getting off subject here. But, oh no, you're not. But um, I, I just miss, I miss. The the the. Unity that. The majority of the country had, you know, but at the same time, like people coming out of the woodwork and I didn't know what, you know, revealing their true selves. And I always tell people when people show you who they really are, you thank them and you carry on. So it's almost as if, and like, yes, <laughs> and believe them and say thank you for saving yeah. me a whole heaps of time and, and showing me who you really are. Exactly. You know, so I mean, while there are people who are showing us who they really are and it's horrible, I don't wish to not know who they are.
0: Yeah. You know? So that's the thing. And mm-hmm. I think that's. What's happening Mm -hmm. here in America is once someone shows somebody, not even necessarily who they are, but maybe, you know, what they may believe in, Mm -hmm. that doesn't necessarily make them a bad person. No. And I think in this climate, Mm -hmm. it's, oh, you're you're for that? Mm -hmm. Then we can't hang out anymore. Yeah, yeah. And it doesn't have to be like that, because that's the great thing about voting, is simply you have the right to vote for whoever you Absolutely. want to. Absolutely. And so when you found out that your mom voted a certain way, which is not congruent with the way you voted. <laughs> Absolutely not. Yeah, <laughs> you, you're shocked,
1: yeah. but you're
0: just like, you know what? Mm-hmm. Good for you. Mm-hmm. And if that's how you want to do it, yeah. that's your right to, to place that vote. And at least you voted. Mm-hmm. So that's why I, I look at it. I was like, yeah. at least you voted, mm-hmm. and that's really Right, we fought, we came a long way, yes, suffrage abs- and all that stuff absolutely. to have the right to vote. Yep. And then you want to complain and you're not voting. Mm-hmm. Then well, what are we doing? Yeah.
1: yeah. So yes. Yeah, but so. now it's different because you know I don't I don't talk, tell my mom if I'm not so like liberal in my discussions with my mother because I don't want to give give her nothing to talk about me behind my back. You know what I mean? <laughs>
0: Do you know
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. who you went and voted for? Mm-hmm. She knows she knows though. Yeah.
0: yeah. I, I, exactly. You you don't even have to say anything. Mm-hmm. You just know by yeah. conversation yeah. who people how to yeah. vote for and so it's 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 all good. Yeah. Um let's move into Are you Catholic by any chance? Am I Catholic absolutely. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. I have to ask. So mm-hmm. great. I got the right person. Mm-hmm. Um, during Lent. So, Vent mm-hmm. um, with Trent the Gent, we have these different segments and one mm-hmm. of them is it can be Invent with Trent the Gent, mm-hmm. which would be what's the best invention of mm-hmm. all time, you don't get to answer that one. Mm-hmm. It could be Spent with Trent the Gent, what's the best money you ever spent mm-hmm. um, in your life or in a particular time, you don't get that one. You get <laughs> Lent, Lent <laughs> with Trent the Gent. So all what right. are you giving up or have, have given up for Lent? Meat. All, All time.
1: meat except
0: fish. All meat except All fish. All meat
1: except fish. And let me tell you. Now,
0: isn't that. Okay, well, I guess. So you mean every single day, not just on Fridays?
1: No, every single day.
0: Okay, so I'm going to say, because most people here, most of them, is just Fridays. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you're going the whole. Is it 45 days or 40 days? What, 40 days? 40 days. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you're going the whole 40 days. The whole 40 days. Now, are you like the big meat lover? I and love... And this is tough for you?
1: I love bacon. I love crispy bacon. I love a good cut, a, a good, like, <laughs> some prime rib. Oh,
0: my goodness. What is this, like, smell of fish? Smell of fishing. <laughs> Even a, coming. Yeah, up.
1: I love me. I love meat. I love chicken. And you know, my, uh, <laughs> she's kind of like my stepdaughter. My partner's daughter just got a job, her first job. She's in college. She just got her first job at Popeyes. She gets 50% off. Guess who gets no Popeyes? Me.
0: You don't. Nope. Alright, well all right, here here's one. Mm-hmm. And then you can so uh uh-huh. the Popeye's little jingle. Mm-hmm. You know that one? No, I don't. <laughs> yes you do. No, but I do remember
1: the the, the cheesy commercial <laughs> where Jerry Rice eating a wing on his helmet. That's a new low. Was it Jerry Rice? I, I don't know, do you remember but that?
0: that's 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 a good one because mm-hmm. we have a we, we'll come back to Jerry Rice okay. because that one seems to come up a lot. But you know, love that chickens that poppas that jingle. Oh,
1: love that chicken pop. I don't know. I don't know. I can't. I have to. I have to go watch the commercial. All
0: right, I'm old for three. I know. You're gonna I'm have sorry. me singing the whole show, that's, that's and what everybody's they want. gonna be disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, "Can we hear like the real singer sing?" It's like, what is this dude doing? Um, all right. What is the best song ever written? And so, you're answering this, and if it's the best song ever written, means it, that... you're it, going it, to ask me to sing well, it. Well, and it means you you feel it, so you definitely going to have to sing that one. I mean, you know, just a couple of bars, you be not going to sing the whole...
1: Okay, so. see, so I'm a lover of all music.
0: But there so, has to be one, one that you feel is the best song oh, ever written. You want mine first? While okay, you, go ahead. Mine is, to me, this song is so simple... Mm-hmm. And so, it's just the simplest song, Mm -hmm. and I just think that, therefore, it makes it the best. Okay. So, you are so beautiful to me. You You
1: are are so beautiful. To me. My daddy sings that to me. Really? Yes, and then he tells me he's lying.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Now, that's not nice.
1: Yes, he sings it to me. But that
0: song, Mm -hmm. right? Can't you see? Mm -hmm. You're everything I hope for. And he just keeps repeating it, and the song's not even that long. Nope. But that song will have you in tears and crying, and to me, as simple as it is, that's the best song ever written. Mm -hmm. That's my answer.
1: Okay. Um... I think this song, and I'm, I'll sing you a song, but I'm not going to sing this one Trent, trend because I don't want people, neighbors come knocking on my door and be like, what's going on in here? But I will <laughs> sing you another song. So I will <laughs> not sing this song. Why well, because-
0: Why not? Because it's like because that grandiose yes, that you're you going to...
1: The windows might fall out. Oh,
0: that's what we want. Okay,
1: so because I'm a lover of all music, and I think this song encompasses a lot of genres that I love, but Bohemian Rhapsody to me is like amazing.
0: <laughs> okay. It,
1: it's... It's rock. Mm -hmm. It's classical. It's it's operatic. It's super dramatic, which I am. I guess I've heard, Um, and like really theatrical. Like I love it. I love it. And my mama used to play it on the piano when I was a kid. Nice. Yeah.
0: And you saw the movie.
1: Oh my god, I loved it. Okay.
0: All right. All right. Oh, so you're not singing that
1: one. No, but I'll sing you another song. Not even a mama mia, mama. (laughs) No. They, you're gonna have me getting kicked out of here. <laughs> um, but I, but right now, um, musical theater wise, I love. Um, let's see, what am I? What am I listening to? Musical theater wise, of course, Hamilton. Mm-hmm. Waitress.
0: Now that's what you love. That's what I love. I but, love. Oh, so I guess you already answered it. The best song ever written is "Bohemian Rhapsody." Yes, ever mm-hmm. written. Mm-hmm. But now we're into what you love, and then musical that's what theater. you're gonna. That's what you're gonna sing.
1: I mean, whatever you want, Trent. Whatever you want, Trent. You're such a gent, you know. I've already said no to you like five times. I know. So something's this is gotta like, give. This is
0: like a hard date. That's I know. Like, like, I know. It's like it's, I, I got to be persistent and keep going. And next but thing you know, you know, the hashtag Me Too is gonna be out, right? The, <laughs> no.
1: So the the one song though that I will tell you that motivated me when I was a kid was and it's super. It's super cheesy. But I remember going to the theater, I was probably about eight years old, I went with my aunt, my youngest aunt, and it was The Little Mermaid. And I remember my grandma bought me that cassette tape and I would listen to A Whole New World all the time. And I would sing it all the time. And my brothers would be like, shut up, you're so terrible! But I loved it, it was just a simple, beautiful song about a girl who wished she could walk on land, Kind of like myself, I guess I kind of related to it. I, and, and not that I think I am a mermaid, but you know, I, I can walk in a pool, but I can't walk on land. You know, me and a Little Mermaid have a lot in common. So I think as a kid, like I kind of held on to that. And that was always like my go-to, like audition for like Disney-ish mm-hmm. type gigs. So, okay. yeah.
0: So, with that said, all right, a couple of bars. Mm-hmm.
1: I don't know when. I don't know how, but I know something's starting right now. Watch and you'll see. Someday I'll be part of your world.
0: Nice, thank you. You're welcome. I always clap after someone sings on thank you. the, gem. <laughs> the gem. Thank you. Um, we're going to do another segment. Uh huh that we normally do recently mm-hmm. and uh, no, I'm know i not gonna give it away so it's, it's, this is called the look alike segment mm-hmm. so who do people say you look alike people say I look alike I mean you know everyone always you look like <laughs> um, you don't get that
1: there no I think it's I'm so ethnically ambiguous like mm. a lot of people think I'm one thing and another but you know what there is this picture of when she was really young, um, of Etta James, when she had, uh, a blonde bouffant, she was young, super young. And a lot of people say, you look like, you look like young Etta James. And I'm like, mm, maybe if I had blonde hair, but I don't know. That's the only thing I've gotten.
0: All right. Man, you're making this tough on yourself. I know.
1: This is hard.
0: Well, because you just mentioned Etta James. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so... I gotta ask you, sing "At Last" or if there's another Eda James song that, but it's like <laughs> <laughs> you're you're doing this to yourself. You are you trying to j- get a free concert?
1: Trip? Yeah, pretty much. This is crazy. <laughs> um, at you... last, my love has come along. My lonely days are over, and life is like a song.
0: That is beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. That that reminds me. Um, my wife and I we renewed our vows on our tenth oh, year anniversary, mm-hmm. and just out of nowhere, my aunt just said, we had a piano player there, mm-hmm. and my aunt just stood up and started singing at last. I and love just it. Ripped off the whole darn song, and so it's, so it's kind of crazy. So,
1: beautiful.
0: So that is beautiful. Um, so back to the look alike.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So who would you say I look alike?
1: You. Look like.
0: And forget all this. <laughs>
1: um, I don't know. I don't know.
0: So the one that I get, you already mentioned the person. I said we we're gonna Jerry co- Rice. I get that. Well, I yes. used to get that all the time. I
1: see it a little. I see yeah, it. I used to. I see so it. yeah, if
0: I didn't have all this, I mm-hmm. used to get that every oh. single day. That, yeah. And yeah. I actually have this one client. He calls me Jerry Rice. Mm-hmm. So it's been funny. So when you mention that, <laughs> I'm like, we'll get back to you. No, Jerry I see Rice. it. I see it. And then recently, you're probably going to laugh at this one. And I posted it on Instagram somewhere. So it's out there. Uh-huh. Um, but somebody came up to me and said, You look just like Idris Elba. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, mm, I've never got that one, but he's the sexiest man I'm, alive. So I would love to meet him I, in person. I'm going to take that one.
1: He's beautiful man
0: she's like You're he's a beautiful me. man uh-huh. mm-hmm. so i bet you you'll sing
1: <laughs> <laughs> for Idris, yes exactly hello mr elbow what can i sing <laughs>
0: for you mm-hmm. that is awesome uh what else should we oh y- you know what we have to do hmm. so we're gonna do our we're gonna do our fill in the blank Mm-hmm. That's another segment that we always do, okay, all right, so I'm gonna say a couple of words and then you're gonna fill in the blank.
1: okay, all right.
0: It's pretty easy. Don't stop believing All right, so that one gets said a lot. I'm not gonna ask you to sing that song. <laughs> <laughs> but uh but we but you always get to expound on your your answers on those.
1: I don't think you should ever stop believing. Mm-hmm. like it's a cheesy, catchy song, but it's true. And I, lately, I've been hearing a lot of stories about people who are, you know, working toward their, their dreams and their goals, and um, especially in the, in the entertainment industry. A lot of times, you'll get told no. In fact, you'll get told no way more than you'll get a yes, you know? And it's believing that you're good enough and believing that this just isn't your opportunity and waiting for the right yes. I'd rather hear, hear a million no's for jobs that I was not intended to do and, and, and hear the right yes or yeses for jobs that, that I was meant for or that, that fulfill me or that, that are right for me. Um, but sometimes we don't get to choose what those are. you know I, I, I honestly believe that um, the only person who knows what's good for me is my is God. And even sometimes when I'll say, Oh, I want this over this and God'll flat out be like, No, that's not for you. Mm-hmm. And I'll get it and I'll stop and I'll be frustrated for a second, but then I'll think, Nope, wait, this isn't right for me because, you know, he's got something better for me. And I have to believe that he wants something better for me because he 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 doesn't want, you know, he, he doesn't want what we want for ourselves. He wants what's better. Yeah. And you know, and the only person who knows that is him.
0: Yeah.
1: So it's just, you know, believing and having patience. And that's the hard, hard part. But sometimes in the end, it's so gratifying and so fulfilling spiritually. And all you can do is cry and be grateful. Mm-hmm. Those are the good ones. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Thank you for that. Mm-hmm. Second one you can blank.
1: You can do. Whatever you put your mind to, if you work hard,
0: mm-hmm. what um, what can you say you have done that you worked hard to put and you put your mind to that maybe you thought you couldn't had.
1: It was definitely booking Aladdin. Those, I mean, I showed up to Debbie Reynolds Studio. In, in, which is no longer unfortunately but, and I was the only person in a wheelchair not only was I the only person in a wheelchair I was one of a handful of people of color mm-hmm. I was also one of less than a handful of plus size girls and the only person in a wheelchair like if that didn't want to make me turn around and go home I don't know what would <laughs> but I almost went home mm-hmm. and you know I um, I never so- thought that I would I would do that, you know. I growing up, I would buy season passes to go watch all the shows at Disney, you know, and and I was into it. I loved it. Um, watching the shows made me happy, and and that was something I told myself in the back of my head. I was like, one day I'm gonna be a Disney performer. I had no idea it was gonna be for 13 years, mm-hmm. but um, is those were some of the best years of my life. Mm-hmm.
0: And yeah. so when you walked up to the Debbie Reynolds Center, whatever mm-hmm. it's called you expected to see somebody else in
1: a wheelchair i mean
0: was that no so you you, don't see people like me yeah so you expected to be the only one i
1: expected to be the only one in a wheelchair yeah um but you know there's just this this thing about about how we perceive what we perceive to be perfect you know as a performer too we often forget that our only job is to go in there and do as best as we possibly can and not to say, "Oh, I'm not good for that part. That's not my job. I'm not a casting director." You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um sometimes we 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 tend to do that. We tend to you know, uh nix ourselves out of equations when that's not my expertise. It's not casting. Mm-hmm. I could perform. Yeah. I could I could really sing something if you want me to, but I'm not a casting director. So, my only job is to go in there and knock your socks off. And if I don't I've had better days, you know? And yeah. it just wasn't meant to be.
0: Yeah. And I
1: have to accept that and move on. Maybe draw my sorrows into ice cream and then go <laughs> carry about my business, but, you know. <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, great, I love ice cream too. Mm-hmm. Um, so you mentioned perfection, and we'll get back to question number three of the fill-in, but you mentioned perfection. And, um, and I'm assuming growing up as a young girl, going back to the beginnings, um, when you were looking, right, they have that, that doll test where they would give the young lady a, well, I don't even know if it was a, it was a Barbie, but mm-hmm. a, a white doll or a doll of a, that might be a minority. Mm-hmm. And even the minority kids would select the white doll because mm-hmm. that to them was what was ideal mm-hmm. and perfection. Mm-hmm. So looking back to as a kid and how, how, what shaped your your ideals of perfection.
1: What I saw on TV.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What I saw on TV. What I saw in magazines. What I saw in the movies. That that's what perfection is, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's that's what we put out for people to see is perfect, you know. Um, and that's why I say it's really important for people to see themselves in in our entertainment, in our media, in. In sports that we play, look at the Seahawks. You know the twin brothers. Um, both of them play for the Seahawks now, and one is limb deficient, has one hand, a one-handed football player. Ain't that amazing? That
0: yeah, is amazing. Ain't that amazing? Yeah, when they show him on, on the commercials, yes. Like, oh,
1: yes. How do you do that? But he does it. Yeah. And I and I that made me so happy. Like I love seeing, even though like I I don't have limb deficiency, like it just makes me happy for the people that do. Mm-hmm. You know, for the children that do, it's important. Um, we've got TV shows out now like Speechless, where the main character has cerebral palsy and uses a speech board to speak. Like, it's really important. Mm-hmm. It's important to see you know brown, brown kids, white kids, yellow kids, you know big kids and skinny kids. Like yeah. it's important.
0: So, so then at what age did you learn that what you saw? In the media was not perfection. At what what age did she say, "Hey, like wait a minute, took so long. I ain't"? Yeah, what is it all about?
1: It took so long, but thirty. Thirty. thirty was finally when I was like, "Forget y'all, I'm I'm
0: cute." <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I'm cute.
1: I'm gonna roll up in this room and I'm gonna take this gig because it's mine. Nice. Like that's that's when I finally didn't care.
0: Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, in yeah. thirty years, that's that's a long time. It's a right, long. to be time. caught in that space. Mm-hmm. And so I'm sure you're another wish of yours for little kids. It doesn't take them that long. I hope. Too.
1: Yeah. I love seeing kids who are so comfortable in their skin. Mm-hmm. It makes me so happy for them. Yeah. You know, um, it, it's to be a kid and to be that, like, content. Man, I wish I would have had that. But,
0: yeah. you know. But you got it now. Mm-hmm. Look at you. Yeah. Uh, question three of the fill-in-the-blank. Conversations are?
1: Important. Uh, we don't talk anymore, you know. Connecting with a stranger. Uh, I love going to the airport, not just because it means I'm traveling. Or I'm going to go on vacation, <laughs> mm-hmm. but I think I have some of the best, most meaningful conversations with strangers in the airport, or when I'm on vacation. Mm-hmm. It's just nice to talk to somebody and somebody that you don't know, and and find that like true human connection, you know. Or it's really cool to talk to somebody and have a conversation with somebody that I know, like maybe professionally, and then we have like a personal conversation. Mm-hmm. Like that is that's also equally awesome. Yeah. Um, but I love, I love, to talk. Um, my best friend, and I, and my little sister actually. My little sister and I can lay there and talk for hours on end. Um, but my best friend Christina, we will drive all around this town and talk about nothing and everything at all. And it's (laughs) the best, you know? Um, I just don't think people talk that much anymore to each other. And I think human connection is important, Mm -hmm. whether y'all are the same or different. I think it's great, you know?
0: Good, so you're hitting on a lot of things Mm -hmm. and I will probably invite you to an organization that I started a couple of years ago because you, you mentioned the conversations mm-hmm. that you're into. We mentioned um, about, well, it's, it's a race relations mm-hmm. group and mm-hmm. we've opened it up to many races now, mm-hmm. but we're talking about race mm-hmm. in a room, mm-hmm. safe space, mm-hmm. and so we meet once a, a month on a Sunday. I would love we, that. We met last Sunday, so I definitely will open yeah, that up love to that. you. And so, yeah, we'd love to, to have you join us.
1: Yeah, that'd be great.
0: Uh, let's move on to the next thing so this this is a new one so we'll see how this one goes (laughs) so vent with Trent the Gent and so we have you know in many areas Mm -hmm. of LA and all over the country possibly you got the gentrification going on Mm -hmm. so what are your feelings on gentrification and what do you feel about that and what's what what you see happening right before your very eyes?
1: I think gentrification is such a sensitive topic. Um, I think growth and new things aren't as scary as they might seem. But as far as like gentrifying a neighborhood, I guess you would say, and making things more expensive for people who already live there is something that's really scary. Um, You know, I live in a neighborhood that is predominantly poor. Um, uh, we, um, you know, we in in the city itself, we are celebrating the decrease of um, unemployment, which means people are getting more jobs. But on my side of town, the percentage is the largest in the city. So while you know people are getting more jobs in the more affluent parts of the city, my part of the city is the biggest part of the city that still doesn't have jobs. Um, those kinds, those kinds of things are scary. Um, people, you know, being kicked out of their homes and things of that nature is really scary in a perfect world. We create neighborhoods or continue to build neighborhoods that are accepting of everybody. Um, and that means like all income levels, um, and, and, um, you know, all, all minority groups and, and it's just a scary time right now.
0: Yeah.
1: Everything keeps going up, up and up and, you know, um, uh, it's it's really frightening. Yeah, yeah. Totally. Yeah.
0: I guess this is the the, the deep part. <laughs> um, I want to just touch upon the um, Americans with Disability Act, mm-hmm. um, which came out in 1990, correct? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then I think it had some amendments in 2002? It
1: had a couple of amendments, yeah. Before that,
0: mm-hmm. yeah, something, something like mm-hmm. that. So now in twenty nineteen, do you feel that there's any amendments that are needed with um, the ADA? Well,
1: see, I, with the ADA, we have these laws, right? But, but in the grand scheme of things, where is the enforcement of the ADA? You know, um, a lot of people.
0: So, even if someone's complained, Mm -hmm. is there a lack of enforcement? I
1: I, I don't think if there's someone who complains, there's not a lack of enforcement. But, like, when we go to, there just needs to be more that's done. Like, we need so many different types of amendments. Like, I'm a renter. You know, the place that I live in is small, smaller than what we need, but it has a rolling shower, no steps, wide doorways, and I can reach everything. Looking for a new place, which I am currently doing right now, is difficult. Trying to weed out what's on the second floor and what's not. Trying to see, you know, how big is the bathroom door? Can I get into the front door? Are there any steps? Like, gosh, you know, we see all these new buildings coming up and it's like, can we please start building with an open mind and think about people who have disabilities, people who are going to get disabilities and people who are going to grow old, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. I guess that's my biggest beef right now, um, with the with the ADA. Um, there are a lot of crazy, crazy like laws right now um, that have little loopholes. Um, for instance, elevators. If an elevator breaks down, it has to get fixed, but they don't say how long it's supposed to take to get fixed. So we had an instance in the city where. Um, one of my friends and one of my neighbors was stuck in her apartment for over 76 days. And she had to pay, yes, she had to pay people to get her in and out of her house so she can make doctor appointments, to take out her trash, to run her errands and get her groceries. So not only was she stuck in her house and couldn't make it to her doctor appointments, we're talking about somebody who's already on a fixed income who had to pay people just to get out of her house, just to take out the trash and all these other things. You know, These are things that people don't really think about. Mm-hmm. Um, and disability is still, is you know, it's not a sexy topic, you know? People will talk about it and they'll touch lightly, but they don't realize that just because you aren't born with a disability doesn't mean that you may not acquire one exactly. or get older. Yes. You know? Yeah. Um,
0: and so, and that's so, what we touched upon yeah. earlier with, mm-hmm. you know, the baby boomers mm-hmm. aging, mm-hmm. right? That subsection, it's, it, the number is going mm-hmm. to grow. Yes. And yes, they, they may be in a home right now mm-hmm. that they could maneuver.
1: But what about but aging in place?
0: Yes, yeah. exactly. Then what happens? Yeah. And then, you know, maybe they may be lucky enough to have the wherewithal to hire someone to come and now retrofit their mm-hmm. home so they can um, you know get around. But once again what about the ones exactly who cannot mm-hmm. so yeah it, it becomes it's a, tough a problem yeah so is that more of a legislative problem or is that now local and talking to the developers and saying you guys need to I,
1: I think it's I think it's both I think um, you know I think maybe uh, incentives for developers to think out of the box, people say, "Oh, universal design is so expensive." But is it really? Is it more expensive to build a ramp than it is to put in an elevator? I
0: would think not.
1: Is it? Is it more? Is it? Is it that much more expensive to put a, a doorway that's three inches wider? You know, or or to think a little open-mindedly about where we place the toilet, in versus the sink versus the shower. Mm-hmm. Like you know, we just need people to be a little bit more understanding of the other of the issues that people face people with disabilities, especially mobility disabilities and things mm-hmm. of that nature, um, when we build things, you know, um, I would love to live in one of these new, you know, yeah. awesome new developments. Exactly. But, but I'm not gonna move in place I can't take a shower or, yeah. you know, you know, things like that. You know,
0: and, if the elevator breaks, you're stuck in your house for yeah, 76 days, yeah. so that's yeah. not gonna work.
1: Yeah, so the ADA has come a long way, don't get me wrong. I remember the year that it passed, um, my family moved and I went to a new school, and I, uh, my mom took us to register. And I remember the secretary looking over the counter and asking me if I would like to stay in special ed or if I would want to be mainstreamed into regular education. And even at ten years old, I mean, it was shocking that she looked at me and asked me that question. But I answered it. I was like, I want to be mainstreamed, you know. And um, and to have that right at that young age, uh, I knew I knew how important the ADA was, and I knew I knew what the changes meant.
0: Yeah, good for you. Mm-hmm. You mentioned earlier that you miss Obama a lot. I do. <laughs>
1: and if you're listening, it, I still want to meet you. Oh, actually, oh, I'm,
0: I'm trying to meet him too. I know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Where are you?
0: <laughs> now, and you want to meet him because.
1: He's just. Well, I mean.
0: I mean, besides, you know, he was he, president of the he United States. People's but, president. Mm-hmm.
1: You know, like, I, I just. He's so inspiring. Um. And I will never forget when when uh, he was already out of office, but I got a letter from him, and I forgot that I had written him a letter when he first went into office. And he responded, and I wept. I was like, it, and I still have it. I have it. I don't want to frame. I, I'm g- probably going to frame it and put it up. But like, I I pull out the letter sometimes and I look at it and I'm just like, and I know, I, you know, being a staffer myself, I know that somebody else wrote that letter, but like, exactly. it's just, <laughs> but but it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter.
0: matter if I can interject. You mm-hmm. can finish. But I did the same thing. Mm-hmm. I, I wrote him a letter um uh, because I wanted to be his wardrobe advisor and mm-hmm. to dress him. Uh huh. But. I, I actually cheated and obviously it didn't work because I didn't get a reply from anybody. So I had my youngest son write the letter and say, My dad really wants to.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I thought like the little kid writing them would, would get it done. Mm-hmm. So so you got a response. I didn't mm-hmm. got nothing at all. So Coolest I just story. wanted to
1: share with him, you know, how I felt about him becoming our president and, and how inspiring it was to, you know, live in a time where, where I can celebrate having a black president. Um, and. It's just, he's, I think he he was just oh, so handsome yeah. too.
0: So that leads me to healthcare and the Affordable Care Act. So with all that said and you missing Obama, how has the Affordable Care Act helped your community?
1: Um, I think it, it's, I think it, it, it's helped the community a lot. You know, right now, my community is fighting for health issues. I think we'll always fight for health issues, unfortunately. but you know in, in-home health care services um, are very important to people with disabilities who cannot get themselves out of bed and get dressed, you know, myself included. Um, while we are very independent people, we still rely on able-bodied people to help us be independent. Um, and the fact that somebody could want to cut those services, um, is, to me, the same thing as saying lie there in bed and die. Mm. I mean, because without in-home health services, you can't get up. You can't administer your own medicine. You can't take a shower. You can't go work. You, can, you can't you can pay your own bills. So what are we supposed to do? You know? Um, and I... I just find it so heartbreaking that that's the, always one of the first things to be threatened. Um, and, you know, and it's, it's hard having a disability. People don't understand. Like, you either have to be super rich where you can afford all the services and all the equipment that you need, or you have to be super poor. That way they can give you everything mm-hmm. for free. Mm-hmm. I mean, what what are we saying to people with disabilities? You know what I mean? Like... Work super hard and go be rich, or and you know you have
0: to overcome. Yeah, right. Yeah, right.
1: Or, or don't use uh, your 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 skills. Don't live to your fullest potential, and just sit there, and we'll take care of you. Yeah. What are we saying to people with disabilities? What are we saying to kids with disabilities? Mm-hmm. You know, just it's be your best and work hard, and hopefully you'll be rich. Or don't don't strive for anything, and we'll take care of you. And be you, then you have to be completely reliant on someone else.
0: Exactly.
1: And at any moment, those things can be ripped out from under your wheels, as I like to say. Mm. You know, I, I don't think the message that we're sending to people with disabilities is healthy. Yeah. You know, um, it's sad. It's really sad. Yeah. Um, the minute I started working for Disney, everything was gone. Mm. Everything was gone. So. Yeah. Too too, quote that point. too much money. Yeah. When you know, I, even right now, it's like I can only afford to have someone take care of me for two hours in the morning, so I can get up and get out. That's it. But that's like a thousand dollars a month. That's like more than a car payment. Yeah. It's more than two car payments. Exactly. It may even be three. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. And I don't even yeah. have a car. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, it's like, it, it's just, it's, uh, we're living in a really, really
0: tough spot right now. Yeah.
1: Making it tough to, Yeah.
0: making it tough to succeed.
1: Yeah. And we're not, and, and at the rate of people, people with disabilities aren't being handed out jobs left and right. You know what I mean? Exactly. It's, it's the same thing. It's like, uh, you know, see me for what I can do and not what I cannot do. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: so is there a a great equalizer for for this or is it just you have to decide hey I'm going for it and no one can stop me
1: well and- i think what's scary is i remember when my all my benefits were taken away even even Medi- medical medicare all that was gone and i was like oh my god like do i go and live my dreams and just pray that that you know, God will continue to provide for me. And that's what I did, you know? And um,
0: so you and then when that job, that yeah, week, and, yeah. and
1: But then we know when I lost my job, I was like, oh poop. Like I gotta get my chair fixed, you know? I mean, I've, thank God I knew when my, my, my job was gonna end. Mm-hmm. You know, they told they told us when our end date was. Okay. So I just made sure, I was like, go to the dentist, go to the doctor, go get your chair fixed, make get it looked at, just do everything like that. But to live in that fear, like, what if something happens to my chair? and I can't get a fix. I was unemployed for 6 months, you know. So it's difficult. It's difficult. But I think the real the real solution to the problem is um, our legislators realizing that IH H-H- HHS IHSS, I'm sorry in home health care is crucial to the lives of people with disabilities, number one. And number two, for employers to hire more people with disabilities. Um, you know, it's 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 sad. I have friends with disabilities who are like in their sixties and they're still trying to find jobs. Like some like having a job feels good. Yeah. You know? Totally. I mean it does more than put money in your bank. It it, it, it gives us purpose. Mm-hmm. It's it you know, it's it's what Hopefully people like to do what they what they're working in, you know? So yeah.
0: Good. Well thank you for being so open and, and candid with no those last
1: Thanks for letting slew
0: me. of of questions there, mm-hmm. but I, I think it's important. So do you like the sound of music? Yes, the hills
1: <laughs> are alive with the sound of music.
0: So I was thinking since that last part was a little heavy,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, do you know the song "So Long, Farewell"? I feel
1: goodbye. Uh,
0: so maybe you can take us out. Oh, before we do that though, I gotta give people a chance to to reach you. Okay. If if you want that. Mm-hmm. So if someone wanted to reach Kumi Jennifer
1: mm-hmm. uh, Kumi
0: Yama, what would be the is it social um, platforms? Um, or... On
1: Instagram, I'm at Kumi Rocks. And I have a website, jenniferkumiyama.org. Um, or you can email me, jnkumiyama at gmail.com.
0: All right, good. So now you can take us out with So Long While." Oh, my
1: gosh. my, my. <laughs> So long. The only part I know is So Long That's Farewell. Fine. I'll feed you to say goodbye. That's it.
0: <laughs> I do. I do. Oh, whatever, whatever, whatever. All right, good. Well, Kumi. You definitely do rock. Thank you, Trent. That is great. And I'm so glad that you um, gave me the opportunity to be with you today. This was a
1: great conversation. Yes, it was. So thank you. Thank you.
0: Venters, sorry for teasing you in the beginning with all the Adina Mazelle references, since Kumi and I never talked about it. Hopefully, you enjoyed the conversations all the same. If so, please share. This episode and other Fit with Trent the Gent episodes with your family and friends. Thank you.